Anything but a one. Anything but a one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Anything But a One. Uh, Merrick here, and I'm with Trump Kim. We're on our way to the Albion Coast Trophy in Southampton this morning. And it's blooming early. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm still hungover. That's entirely my own fault. I have pizza though, so it's okay. And Alex is just um, tired. I'm just tired. No one should be up this early on a Sunday. Yeah, but tournaments on Sundays are still good things, despite that. Yeah. Um, you don't have to book time off work and such, right? So, it's true. Um, very ideal. Just a quick, what, did the two hours it down the motorway away from Bristol? According to this, one hour, 43 minutes exactly. Wonderful. I'm guessing that's probably because of the uh, easy Sunday traffic. So, yeah, um, we're off to the Albion Coast Trophy, run by Block and Roll. It's for four days. So one, four days? Four games, one oh. day event. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, I've got this. 15 games of Block oh, Roll. No. no sleep. Yeah, that's uh, only 16, wouldn't it? That'd be, I don't know. No, it wouldn't be. Many. It would be. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't care. All we know is it's only four games at one day. That's what I meant to say. And um, we're both taking stunties. Yeah, we're going to see who's the better stunty of the two. It's going to be great. I'm it's taking, not going to be me. I'm taking halflings. Um, fresh from there. Expole success. Um, probably won't be able to make the magic lightning strike twice. And Alex, you're taking... Ogres. Yeah. The best stunty team. Did the you decide reliable. on how many ogres you're taking? Six. Excellent, that was the right decision. <laughs> I um, thought about five, I thought I considered four, and then I thought, you know what, bugger, I'm just going to take six. Who needs re-rolls? Yeah, um, I can, I can probably ogres, two. actually, if we're going to be perfectly honest with that. Um, yeah. uh, I can afford two re-rolls, I think, I think, if I figured it out properly. If you fingered it out properly. If I fingered it out. I haven't actually got a roster written down, because I don't know, I thought I might be able to change my mind in the car. Well, I've got pen and paper and stuff on me um, for when we get there, if you to adjust your rosters. Um, I'm taking the exact same roster as last time. You, it's your basic one. Oh, we should probably say that it's 1,100. Mm-hmm. Um, four skills, one at the start of each game. Second game and fourth game can be doubles. You do it before you know your opponent, but after your last game. Yes. So you can't tailor it. Yes. Um, so it also is quite handy because you can tell what you were sort of missing in the last game. Yeah. And then sort of... Uh, adjusted to that to try and obviously improve where you need to improve, which is interesting. Um, you're not going to see too many teams, for example, like Chaos, that don't start with any skills because um, it's going to take you to game four just to have four skills, um, which yeah. is going to be to the disadvantage of a hell of a lot of teams. That's what I was going to say. The way it's done is because the second and fourth games are double skills, so it's normal skill, double skill, normal skill, double skill. There'll be a hell of a lot of teams, Lizardmen, Chaos, and a bunch of others, um, who are just not going to bother. Sorry, Mr. Van. But I'm going to bother taking the doubles because it's going to be less useful for them to do so. Why would you, why would you give a, a Lizardman team a double when um, you could give them someone block, give a Saurus block? Yeah, you need to block up all the Saurus, really, the only don't thing you? Need, yeah, maybe and give the Croxagore block, but then you need more block on the Saurus, so what do you want to do about that? Well, yeah. Um, what doubles will you give you? Would you give a, um, a Dwarf team, for example? Maybe block on a Death Roller, other than that, just more guard, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um... So be I mean, doubles on the dwarf team, obviously, but the, here's the thing with the dwarf team is that you don't worry too much about that um, because you're going to be starting off with a block attack and across the board anyway. Yeah. So you're going to be starting off with twice as many skills as anyone else right off the bat. And fixed skull. And fixed skull, of course, yes. And armor nine. So uh, neg- negligible, that's that the word? Yeah. It's too early. Amounts of mighty blow is going to make it quite easy. So teams like dwarves, uh, Norse, and the Amazons, Amazons, um, 
any team that starts off with strong skills like block, tackle or dodge are going to be quite common in this tournament. Yeah. Same with every tournament, really. I mean, that's why I'm at quite quite happy to be taking flings because there's not too much they can touch trees at this level and uh, there's not going to be much tackle flying about either. Unless I play a Chaos Dwarf team or a Dwarf team in the first game, in which case I will flip the table. So, let's talk skills. Um, you're Ogres. Um, now, this is something I've got to ask. Obviously, you'll be using the block to... No, the, the doubles to take block, right? No, I won't. No, oh, short hands. We're going to short hands well, and Ogre, won't we? Well, 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 this is the thing. We had lots of discussions last night, and there are three different ways that I haven't decided how I want to do it yet. One is, and this is the one I'm probably going to go for, yep. two break tackle and two pro. The reason okay. I chose pro is because I thought shorthands is very handy. I've only got two rerolls. I need the rerolls to do the shenanigans. However, um, shorthands, I'll use it maybe once, maybe twice per game. Whereas something like pro, I can use it all the time. That's if true, yeah. If someone boneheads, I can use pro. If someone fails a dodge and I've got no rerolls, might as well pro. If I've hit somebody and I've not knocked them down, might as well pro. I like skills I can use multiple times. And break tackle, I flip enough break tackle. I'll be using that all the time. Again, I'll just be chucking that around. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll be dodging and the cages left, right, and centre. Yeah, which will be fun. So that was, that's kind of what I'm probably going to go for. The other option was short hands on one ogre, uh, break tackle juggernaut on all ones, and then block on the third ogre. Sorry, fourth ogre on the fourth day. Okay. Which is good, but. Fourth game. Fourth no, game. Fourth oh, game. No. Yeah, you're turn whited. But it's not. It's, I don't know. It's, it looks like it's trying to be competitive, but I'm playing ogre, so what's the point, you know? Yeah, I'm just like, uh, bubble ball uh, at the start of the year. Yeah, I, I, I took I took overs and it was I, w- I had some help from I believe Rubik and uh, Hung just to uh, sort of make it sort of an, I don't want to say optimal ogre build but they sort of made the skills more useful than I made them so like stacking the block and the break tackles and I had blitzes basically and to try and make it look like a competitive ogre list and I still lost every game yeah and I didn't even play that badly it's just the ogres. As soon as you start rolling once, it's going to happen at a crucial time, and you're going to have a player that's there not doing anything, yeah. and that can be the difference between a win and a defeat. You can give them all the skills in the world. You can play a team that's half your TV. You can play a game that's double your TV. It doesn't really matter with overs. The whole point is don't roll ones on boneheads, and then you'll be fine, or you'll lose miserably. It's so, it's so easy to say it now. I know. Block my words. I shall not roll any ones. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the, after game one when we sort of rendezvous for our next recording. And you're just weeping. <laughs> just saying, what was the point in that? Why are we even here? Why did I bring studies to a tournament? I'll it was a Turns out I'm incredibly um, persuasive uh, when it comes to tournaments and with Alex because uh, not only did I uh, tell him about, well, I say tell him, suggest that he wears a tuxedo or kind of cummerbund to Expo, which he did. And I will note he's wearing it again. Um, Not quite. My uh, my bow tie broke, so instead of the cummerbund, I've just gone for a normal tie. Okay, so you're, you're just uh, going for the uh, businessman look. Yes, I'm dressed in similar clothes to what I wear when I go to work. Fair enough. Apart from trainers. And so what I also suggested is that we all take stunties. There was going to be a, th- um, a third player, but unfortunately... Uh, Hugo, Dreams Creator, can't uh, be with us. He's uh, too cool for us. Yeah, he's hanging out with his girlfriend. Yeah, he's got a girlfriend or something like that. Yeah. I don't know what one of those is, but you know, solid blood balls better. I'm um, asleep at the moment. I don't know if she even knows I'm going out. <laughs> he just <laughs> crept out the door, left a note on the bedside table. It's like, I'll see you tonight, blood bowling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Yeah, we were gonna. Yeah, it would have been brilliant. Three Bristol players, three stunties. It would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, and it was going to be one. Uh, one flavour of each stunty, so um, obviously Hugo would have taken goblins 
Um, he's very good with goblins. He plays a lot of goblins. Talking of goblins, this now means there's been three. Um, there's been three incarnations of the Albion Coast Trophy. I've been to all of them, and I've taken uh, goblins, ogres, and halflings to each of them now. Hey, so I've got a little stunty hat trick going on with this tournament. Have you won the stunty cup at all? Nope. Oh. Um, I lost out on stunty cup on uh, strength of schedule last year and got Wooden Spoon the year before, so... Hooray! I'm hoping for a Wooden Spoon. I would also note that that was with the Ogres, so uh, good luck. Yeah, as far as I can tell from what I've been learning, is Ogres are the worst early team. I think so, yeah. <laughs> you can play Goblins well, and you can play Halflings well, and you can't really play Ogres well. So that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, there's, there's, um, there's a lot more variables in the Ogre tactics, um, especially when potentially, because you've got six players, more than half the team on your drive uh, unless, of course, you decide to put 12 players down. Oh, no, no, I haven't done that kind of cheating yet. I get the extra players that aren't actually rostered, that's me. How many players is on your roster? 12. Oh, Lord. So you've got six ogres and six snotlings. Yes. I'm expecting the snotlings to make it, hopefully, to turn four. You heard it here first, folks. Also, uh, wooden decided, spoon for Trumpkin. I've also decided... Hashtag wooden spoon for Trumpkin. <laughs> start on Twitter, go for it. If we um if we get if I get to game four and I've lost every game so far, I'm gonna give my second double to a snotling and I'm gonna give him Dawnless. And it's and gonna just be stop blitzing him. Yeah, I'm gonna make him get a casualty. That's gonna be my goal. Alright? Yeah, should we start setting some personal goals and just we should do that now. So your goals are potentially snotling casualty. Yeah, and come last I get a spoon. That's not really a goal, but okay. No, okay, my goal is to win one game. I thought the idea was that we were supposed to be bettering each other. Oh, yeah. Okay, my goal is to beat Merrick. Yeah, we go. Yeah, whoever comes highest out of us two is officially Bristol Stunty Champion. Uh, even if neither of us win the Stunty Cup. Yeah. Um, whoever is the actual Stunty winner, nah, that doesn't matter. Um, we should probably mention what this actual little podcast is. This is an extra special one, isn't it? Yeah, so um, it is. Uh, what I figured we could discuss it now, we would do. Possibly this is the sort of thing we should be discussing before we start recording. Oh, yeah. But I figured... What if we were to chronicle on the road our tales of the Southwest Championship um, 2016? Yeah, fine. So every time we go out to a tournament such as this one, and as um, far as I'm aware, no one's really planning to stray out of the Southwest this year. Uh, there's no World Cup, no nothing like that, no UK team championship that we're going to go to. Well, there is, but we're not going to go to it. Um, and I think that means that all of the tournaments that we have lined up may well be in the Southwest circuit. So I figured. We can chronicle the Tales of the Southwest Championship uh, this year. Good idea. I'm planning to go to as many of them as I can. Yeah, I'm looking to get to a lot more. Um, what with a new job, got a bit more money coming in, so... Uh, new beard? Sorry? New job, new beard? It's, it's still pretty shitty, but uh, yeah. Right. It's on the way. It's, yeah. it's, it's coming back. Um, What's the next one after this, Welsh? Welsh Open. Going to that one. Yep. Uh, Bubble Bowl. Going yep. to that one. Uh, Arbel. I've never been to Arbel. You should probably go. It's really good. Me and Steve have been the last couple of years. Me and Steve have been the last couple of years. Okay. Um, it's always a good laugh. Um, under new management this year. Nope. Um, after that, I can't remember what's on my head. Um, what month? Will we be in what? March then? Well, Where's yeah. Cake bowl? Yeah, possibly cake. Um, Trump in April. Which one's April? Trump bowl. Oh, yeah. Um, and then meant. June. That's getting around Gert time, isn't it? Kurt's usually July. And Speedball. Speedball's June, yep. Uh, July for Gert Bowl. August, I believe the Albion Coast Cup is then. Mm. 
then September's Exiles. And then September's Exiles, and October we're back to uh, Expo. Excellent. Oh, obviously, Exiles is actually the last on the circuit, so yeah, that's, that's the year planned out, I think, for us, potentially. Excellent. Hopefully, you should be able to make all of those. Yep, and whoever is going to be um, coming along for the ride will be joining us. Um, special are we guests. Going, are we going, yeah, special guests. Um, obviously, Hung and Nightwing aren't here today, but uh, we'll make do without them. Yeah, it's fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, they did suggest that uh, even just with us two, we could talk for England, and it does seem to be working out quite quite well so far. At least talk for Bristol. Yeah, definitely. Bristol. If there was a World Cup for just chatting shit, we would have won that ten times over. Especially if there was a Blood Bowl section. Yeah. We could talk shit about Blood Bowl for hours. I could just talk about it for, for, for flipping for a day without repeating myself, just because there's so much pointless crap you can talk about it. Most, mostly with you talking about putting shadowing on everything. Put shadowing on everything. Maybe I should put shadowing on an ogre. I'm su- oh, no, no. Actually, I was about to say I'm supposed to suggest I put shadowing on a tree, but you did. Oh, no, I've already suggested that. Yeah, you actually, did. Matt suggested that first. He's taking the shadowing thing more... He's saying it more than I am now. I, I think he may have been somewhat uh, joking about that. Well. Oh, um... Should we call that for the first section? Yeah, I think that about sums it up. We've had a nice little chat, a nice little preview. You can, um, you can be in an hour. Yeah, we can, we can do a quick little uh, recap once we get once we get there. Get an idea of numbers. I believe there's going to be 28 coaches, which is actually a good number for one day. Yeah, so I believe that's... I don't... Is that, I think it might be the highest turnout of the Albion Coast Trophy so far, but I don't want to say that um, with certainty. How many stunties do you reckon? Three? I think us? there's going to be... Are we going to do a guess? Do you think there's going to be three? Because I know um, what's-his-face we were talking about on the forums, um, no, on Facebook. Lunch money? No, um, not lunch money. The guy who takes stunties and is really, really... Oh, Richard Pasek. Yes, he's, he's probably going, isn't he? Yeah, he... We don't, I don't know. He might take dark elves. He sometimes takes dark elves. Oh, okay. However, I've not seen him at the top for a little while, so he might want to start off his, uh, his defence of the Southwest Championship Study Cup. And the lovely, delicious lapel badges. I think there's going to be five. Five? I think it's going to be that high. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, it'd be quite funny if one of us just played standees and nothing else and managed to get three wins. Or uh, four wins. And therefore, like, catapult us at the top of the table. Could you imagine that? That would be unusual. Anyway, let's cut this section yeah, off. We're, we're going to sign off. we um, actually getting into some heavy weather at the moment, so I probably let you concentrate on the driving. Yeah. <laughs> Right, um, and we will catch up with you either before or after round one. Alright, we've been on the road for an hour and a half now. It's all, the sun is shining. Well, I say the sun is shining, it's up a little bit. Um, we've been talking about just ideas about Blood Bowl and stuff. We've not gone crazy yet. We're still pretty tired. I'm still hungover. Merrick's still hungover, it hasn't worn off it. He's not had his, uh, his breakfast pizza yet, have we? I've got to lie to you, I'm looking at it and it's just making me feel ill. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we've been talking about our own, uh, like what we're going to expect, and if we made up our own tournament, what we'd have, and that sort of thing. Um, it's just a little update, really, to say that we're still alive, still going strong. We're half an hour away. Do you yeah. get there on time? Get getting uh, getting close. Mm. The excitement's building, um, and I still don't know what skills to take. <laughs> uh, probably should stop thinking about that. Yeah, it'd be fine. Dauntless on a half you've got to do it. Well, I definitely want to do short hands on game two, um, just to save that reroll, because I've only got one, and the chef will fail. Um, I can almost be certain of that, because it did so well at Expo. I'm <laughs> sure that it's going to start cocking me over today, especially with four games. 
That's eight chef rolls. Um, yeah, it's not going to work every time. If you activate all of the ogres in your team every turn, I believe if my math is right, that is 96 bonehead rolls. Which, because you've got six ogres, 16 turns, you're going to fail on average one a turn. So that's you're going to average 16 boneheads a, a, a game if you, and that is if you activate every ogre every turn. That sounds depressing, doesn't it? Oh well. So if you roll 40, then yes, that's really bad luck. <laughs> oh dear. It'll be fine, don't worry, it'll be fine. Maybe a bit. Oh, 22 miles to Southampton. Almost there. Sign said it so. We hey. are getting close. We're by the Sutton Scotley services. If you're from Sutton Scotley, congratulations, you've just got a free shout out. Wait, oh, speaking of shout outs, I need to make a shout out as well to Duncan on Twitter for being very, very kind and sending me a free set of block dice. I believe they're in the post right now. Because I, um, I, I sent him a, a ringtone of me shouting double skulls in an Italian Spanish accent. And he said, I want someone to make that to a ringtone. And I went, here you go. And he went, thank you. <laughs> Have some dice. So thank you very much. I'm looking forward to seeing the dice. They look really quite cool. They're slightly, um, slightly differently designed to the official ones, obviously, but they're a bit more kind of dynamic. So I look forward to seeing them. It's thank the strangest retro exchange I've seen in quite some time. Oh, I no. can't even remember that bit. I kind of want to look back and I'm guessing it was kind of offensive. No, no, it was... Mate, look at it in a minute. The, the most strange one is the one that happened between J-Bone and myself that kind of expanded outwards when he's talking about Alamos and the managers. Oh, the one where I came back from work and I was like, I, I left for a couple of hours and this happened. Yeah. It's, it went... It's just got... It's just got inappropriate in so many different ways. Yeah, in about one or two tweets, it went from Blood Bowl to sort of using your semen as a varnish. It, it happened very quickly. I was just going to sort of uh, gloss over, no pun intended, oh, gloss no. over that bit. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear, come now. Right. Oh God, no. <laughs> Ladies uh, and gentlemen, this has been anything but a one. Uh, we will see you next week. <laughs> so we've just finished round one. We are greeted with our with a guest here, Petey Bear. Say hello. Hello. He was my opponent in round one. Um, so how'd it go, Merrick? Uh, I drew 1-1. One, one. I played... Um, Hawks Amazons. A tough team um, and a tough player. Yeah, um, I completely screwed the pooch on it though. I uh, I should have won two 0 or at least for at least two one. Um, I, I had the chance to go two 0 up. I what literally happened? I just had to walk it in and I decided instead to foul Zara Slayer. Um, thinking, foul, yeah, I figured okay. Well, I forgot she had jump up as well. Uh, oh. So I decided to stomp her to try and uh, get her off the pitch. Because I'd already knocked her out once um, through fouling. So I thought, okay, let's kick her off the pitch and just make getting the two 0 that much easier. Um, I shouldn't have fouled her. I should have just literally just walked it in, sent it off on the double one, turned over, jump up, dodge out, blitz, pick up the ball, and literally I couldn't touch it at that point. Um, I should if I'd if I'd have literally just skipped the foul and walked it in, it would have been two 0 and that would have been game over because Amazon's aren't quick enough to score twice in five turns. But you live and learn. Um, it wasn't a loss, and it means that I don't have to play someone who won their first game. So therefore, I'm giving myself a more favourable draw. Very, very meta. Yeah, exactly. It was completely planned. <laughs> How was your opponent, Pete? Was he, what was he like? Uh, it was, it was all right. It was a. Uh, he was a bell end. Yeah. He's a dick. Well, he, he, he won, so there's that. <laughs> you never want that. Uh, I thought the game went well, though. Yeah. It was very enjoyable. It all came down to the last turn. It all did come down to the last turn. Right, last turn, Goblin got thrown, didn't he, by, by a troll. Yeah. He was flying through the air. He had the ball. Turn 8 or turn 16. He landed perfectly fine. He scattered back one square. Too far away. 
But um, it was all just, it was crazy. I mean, I was 1-0 um, down past half-time. Yep. You scored in turn one. Turn one with a throw, teammate. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was enjoyable. It's great. I got a blitz, and I thought, brilliant, this is going to be fine. Ran me over, up, and then just, you know, the, the ball hit the goblin, and then the goblin went really far away, and then I thought, <laughs> oh, and you just went, yeah, score. And I thought, well, that's this game over then. Somehow in the second turn, though, I think you tried it again, didn't you? And the troll decided he was hungry. Yeah. Yeah, luckily he didn't manage to eat the goblin, though. It came, yeah, it came down to a two, wasn't it? Yeah. One for a very hungry, two for an escape. So, And then he dropped the goblin, he dropped the ball, and I went, oh, all right then, yum, yum, yum. And then managed to somehow just hightail it away. But uh, consolation close. prize, I, I, uh, I won a prize, though. Yeah, you got this spot uh, prize. Triple skull. Triple skull in. Yeah, <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, and you beat me in casualties by three, because yeah. um, I got no casualties, and you got three. Yeah. Two of which were ogres, so fair play. It's good to put a good out. It's your first tournament game, isn't it? It is my first tournament game. I'm a really new player. I've yeah. only been playing a few months. Fair play Because um, I'm like a seasoned veteran who's one of the best players in the country. <laughs> and they're right, Merrick. Wow. Yeah, you did, just, you did just, block you know. me on the, you, you know all the, where to place everyone, so I can't get in, which was... Yeah. Uh, there were no holes in my eye in defence. No? Have you been telling your first opponent that you're one of the godliest bubble players in the country? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be very quiet about my blood ball skills, <laughs> as I should do more often. Anyway, uh, well, thank you for the game. Thank you. Listen to anything by one, you'll be on it. Will do. Oh. Are you guys recording? Yes. I just want to say Hawk is a big bag of fail because he just stalled against halflings. My halflings. It's a disgrace. It is a disgrace. I'm asking the NAF to investigate as we speak. And he's just said he's going to put Leap on a blitzer, but we all know he's going to put guard on him. Well, there we go then. How'd your game go, Blow? I lost 1-0 against Halflings because I don't stall against stunties. Good. I'm playing humans with no re-rolls. I dropped my ogre in, uh, for Puggy and then realised that the one re-roll I had I had to get rid of to buy another lineman to make a legal roster, so I'm playing <laughs> Puggy. <laughs> so, Hold on, well, we cheat on rosters. We get called up on podcasts, on Twitter and all the rest of it. Glowworm, come on. I changed it before the game started. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. So that's called actually developing a roster. <laughs> I didn't have 68 players like some people. <laughs> one time. And 113 of them on the pitch. One time, one time, yeah, one time. I invaded Poland once in a previous life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Forgive me. Anyway, um, anything to say, Bugger? Uh, Zug don't need no rerolls. Damn straight. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Blade, thanks, Thank Bugger. Um, we'll catch up after round two. Yeah, definitely. Um, lunch now, I think. Um, I may just nap. <laughs> At the end of round three, we did do a round two one because uh, my game went up until, until literally the time limit. So I finished my second game and had to run to my third. I've lost it miserably against um, P, no, Simon S. Fisher's Wood Elves. Merrick is currently going. How are you feeling, Merrick? No comments. <laughs> what do you think, Glow? Uh, I think he's going down in the second. Right, uh, throw stuff at you. I think every single Stanley player this round has lost pretty badly. Uh, my game was awful. I, uh, couldn't, I didn't inflict a single casualty on Wood Elves, not one. I think he failed three dodges and threw in the whole game. It just did not go well at all. But never mind. How was your uh, third game, Glow? Uh, it was a really enjoyable game against Lunch Money, actually, who did decide to play seriously and uh, beat me 2-1 um, with his orcs against my humans. Uh, quite an enjoyable match. Having no re-roll sort of focuses the mind a little bit, I think. <laughs> I saw the pass he made from three tackle zones across the pitch or whatever it was. That's pretty impressive. Well, six is a six is a six. Simple as that. All right, that's fine. Any closing words, Glenn? Um, no, just keep it clean. And uh, round, round four is over now.
Yeah, we didn't have time to do a uh, round two and round three wrap-up because there's been a very, very quick turnover between rounds and uh, some people are just slow, aren't they, Alex? Are you, trying to, are you trying to suggest that because my game ran over and everyone had to wait for us to finish that I'm somehow slow? Well, wasn't it both times? <laughs> no, th- um, third time, I was super quick. I was oh, the first okay. one done. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it was me that overran the last <laughs> one. That's my bad. Bristol bringing, it, bringing the tone down. <laughs> but um, we, um, it's, we, we don't know what's going to happen. We reckon... I might have stolen it by a single point, don't we? Yeah, so Stanley Cup appears to be going away at the Ogres right now. Um, Maybe. It's ten points for a win, uh, five for a draw, and one for a loss. Oh, I lost my last game. Yes, I drew my last game. Uh, if I have not cocked up a couple of times, if I hadn't been pitch-active, Bertha Bigfoot's that mid on the pitch. Um, I should, well, I, I feel like I should have won. I, I diced my opponent in a big way, kept rolling pals, um, fouled my fouled his tree off the pitch in turn one, then promptly one dice uh, badly hurt Puggy in turn four, and in the second half, first and second half, Deep Root killed his other tree. So he was playing um, just he was, he was playing half the game with just flings and Bertha Big Fist. Unfortunately, a touchback happened in the second half. He gave it to Bertha Big Fist, and I just couldn't touch it. Break tackle and dodge. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Should have her off on her own little way. Yeah. I um yeah my game was it was frustrating. I lost one nil. Yep. Um, I should have scored a couple of times. I got to a point I had a snotling. He was five spaces away from the end zone, but he failed to dodge. My opponent had tackle, and that was it. And I thought if that had happened, but um it was against Itchin, who played yeah perfectly well. It was humans, and um put it this way, two of my ogres. One of my ogres was casualty in the first turn. Yeah. The second one was the catch the turn after. <laughs> so I was playing with four ogres. Yeah. And it's just not enough. And I got so close. I was running up the side and it got so, it got so close, but it just, it just didn't go my way at the end. <laughs> pro is really good, though. I use that quite a lot this game. Break tackle's okay, but pro is really handy. Yeah, break tackle on ogres is nice. Um, did you go for wrestle in the end? I did go for wrestle in the end. How did it work? Um, it worked not the way I'd hoped um, I did manage to make it so that I was able to get myself in a position to uh, one die Bertha Big Fist with the wrestle player so I figured okay one in three chance of me getting the right result here um, I rolled with the Thunder Stumbles used Dodge I just, I just wasn't going to re-roll it with my last re-roll no, the and then promptly immediately afterwards because I was trying to force her back um, she then promptly uh, blitzed out and killed the wrestle so. did you both have Chefs. We both had chefs. Here's your opponent now, coming over. We're recording for the podcast. So um, you both had chefs in the last game. How did that work? Uh, it was just a case of because of the way it worked. Um, it w- because um, no rerolls on the other side and only one for me. My reroll was immediately stolen. So it's just a case of whatever rerolled. That's how many rerolls we had. That's quite a cool way of doing it, actually, isn't it? The only difference would be if I drawed zero. Yes. And you would have kept Yeah. One if if um if the other chef wouldn't have rolled any fours. I would have kept my re-roll and I still would have got the re-rolls that I rolled. Um, but there were none to steal, so I just essentially got three ones. Got three ones, essentially, yeah. How did you feel the game went? Cansbell? Cansbell here. Cansbell, winner of Exabol 2. Well, he barely murderised the team. I rolled entirely. I rolled entirely too many pals and a lot of eights for armor and a lot of eights for. The first three went down to uh, was it? First three went down in the first turn to a foul. Puggy then went down on the one die block in turn four, and the first turn of the second half, Deep Root killed the other tree. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Bertha Big Fist won the day as well as a very 
cunningly, cunningly placed pit trap, uh, which stopped me from scoring at the end of the Magic Items? Yes. Uh, did, you make, did you go for the 50k one or the 100k yeah, one? You won't get it. It just makes them fall over. And yeah, so my... Um, my ball carrier fell into a pit trap <laughs> on the line and fell over and dropped the ball and it was nil nil at half time the worst thing is you could have scored the previous turn if you just taken the two goal for it yeah um, I decided not to risk the two go for it because I think was I out of rules at that point or was I not okay okay well I don't know why I didn't go for it but clearly I had my reasons and I didn't score so uh, then obviously the touchback happened Bertha Bigfist had the ball and I, no matter what I tried I couldn't touch it there was a lot of goal for it to get there. A whole there lot of goal for it to get there, yeah. And then just pushed it. Yeah, it was, a, it was a case of to try to find a gap because there was so few players. It was just a case of trying to run from one end of the pitch out around the trees. Yeah. And then try to get past all the mountains. And, and the thing there is that because Bertha is quicker than the halflings as well, that's the thing. Um, made it very difficult to keep up in a way so I was just rolling go for it after go for it after go for it and I was um, and the one time I did fail was when you didn't roll for, when you rolled a million it did it it was just the one where you had to be one and it was double fail yeah that was it it was the double one and that was also the first go for it I'd attempted that turn so I, nobody else had had a chance to get back and that's what sort of killed it off in a way uh, and then I got the lucky one turn touchdown at the end after the pitch invasion took out literally three quarters of the team. Yeah, two trees. Only had deep fruit left to throw. So I had to blitz in with a halfling and pray I got the push. Got the push. You had to get the good kick off. Yeah. Pick the ball up. Yeah, because the sure hands went down as well. The sure hands and two of the trees went down in the pitch invasion. So it was like. Try, I did all that without rerolls. I'm back through, did the throw in the weather with the negative one to the throw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got the good scatter to get down far enough to get score and then landed. Then landed, yeah. Without it was, the thing is, I needed three forward results on the scatter. Oh, to, for the throw uh, teammate, yeah? For the throw teammate. I got all three directly forward. <laughs> nice. Which put me in scoring range and I lent them yeah, not, five. So. Not in a tackle to your yeah. slide But I rolled a five anyway, so... Uh, I chucked mine backwards. I lobbed it and it went three squares backwards. So we went about two spaces forward in total. <laughs> Which is a bit of pants. Yeah, that happens. Uh, yeah, I did. I did throw a teammate and uh, hit my own player. That was interesting. I haven't. I didn't manage that, thankfully. But it was well, a hell of a game. And I missed <laughs> by a square. It was. It was so. I was so tense in my game, knowing that if I didn't draw, at least one of you guys was going to take it. But but it was a draw in the end for us, and that's. Uh, either one of us had won. Yeah. That one would take it. And the thing is, it was, was it was within. Um, a turn of it being one if it wasn't for my one turn touchdown so it was intense so yeah, we're going to have a field you would have been anybody able to score yeah exactly so uh, hopefully results should be the next ten minutes or so and um, yeah, rendezvous back once it's a little quieter once we're in the car we can have a quick wrap up and see what the results are quick we're going to be bitching about this for two hours we're I'm going to be asleep going. oh yeah oh no <laughs> bloody hell I remember you were asleep on the way back from Exxon Bowl yep it's going to be good I'm going to start I'm going to put on my, my audio book that's what I'm going to do fair enough uh, anyway thank you for joining us Cam Spell anything you want to say to the listeners of anything but a one we talked about you and Griff in, ex- in the X-Bowl wrap up so I'm going to address oh, any yeah, rumours yeah, we said about. I suppose that is me justice for my only <laughs> shenanigans at the expo. Good old Griff. Against Loki. Griff shenanigans over Alex seems to think that we inspired that build. Because <laughs> the day before, a few weeks before, sorry, we did our episode about humans and we said, why not just take four blitzes and Griff Overworld? That'd be a really competitive build. And everyone went, no, that won't work. And then, <laughs> it, 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 works, it works as long as you don't lose the rest of the team. 
That always helps. Anyway, we better wrap this up for now, and we'll get uh, back on this soon. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, just, just a stay over, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, ta-ta for now. Okay, we've uh, just wrapped up the Albion Coast Trophy for another year. Um, four games now done. Uh, just we're on a, on yeah, we're on, we're on the way out now. Um, not bad. Um, I only lost one game with my halflings. Uh, one one, drew two, lost one. The only loss was two. The eventual winner, so I'm happy with that. Um, and Alex, how did you do? I did terribly, awfully. Well, actually, maybe I did. Well, you lost two games, so you lost more games than me. I did. I lost two games and I won two games. So you actually won more games than me as well, so... I won against Bugger It. I won against the chap called um, Bear... Something Bear. Petey Bear. Okay, yep. Got walked away with a wooden spoon. And I lost against the guy who came second, who was... um, Itchin. Itchin. You also lost against Esfish, who came third. And I lost against the chap who came third. However, when we then looked at how the scoring was done, because I had two wins and two losses, it put me at 22 points. Yes. Whereas my one win, one draw, one loss put me at 21 points. Joint with the other halfling guy. Yes. So therefore, we have a stunty champion for the Albion Coast Trophy, and it is our very own Trumpkin. Yay! Woo! Which is, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm gobsmacked, really. I'm, I mean, you were here earlier on, I said, what's what's my aim? I want to win a game with some ogres. Yeah. Because ogres are largely considered to be the worst of the stunty teams, and it's easy to see that, because they're just shit. Um, however, somehow... I managed to fluke my way around and um, and actually won two games. Wow. And walked away with the coveted Santi Cup, a little box of little bottle of Jack Jackie Daniels, <laughs> and um, and a little certificate and five quid to spend at Tritex. Tritex I believe it was. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like yes, it's amazing how good you can start for a tournament when you play a guy playing his first tournament and a guy with no rerolls. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. So you blame in that? Are you? I'll let you know. I came very close. I'm not bitter or anything. In one of my games. <laughs> One of the games came very close. Um, my game against Itchin, who, who was playing humans, I don't feel like I was doing much wrong. Uh, but just my, I don't want to blame the dice, but it really was dice. Well, that's the thing with ogres, is that you can always feel like you're not doing much wrong, and uh, then it'll just turn around and stomp on you just at the wrong moment because of bonehead, because of the lack of block. It's like I was discussing it with you this morning. It was like a bubble bowl. I f- first game of bubble bowl, I felt I played a really good game, but I still lost 1-0 because of ogres boneheading at just the wrong moments, basically. And, um, you know, that's just what, it's just the way it is with uh, stunties. That's always, uh, it's part of the challenge and you just got to just try and push through it. Yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, the, is the trouble is, is you want to play stunties and then it's easy to just go have a laugh with it. But then once you start doing quite well with them, it becomes like you, you suddenly really want to win and then so having a laugh isn't your main priority anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I lost, the, when I won those first two games, I thought, holy shit, I need to start up in my game and then... I lost them and just got a bit gutted about it. But I mean, during Itchen's game, he was a lovely guy, by the way. I suddenly sort of went, wait, why am I trying so hard? What's, what, it doesn't matter, let's just have some fun. So I started trying to pick up balls in, in cages in the rain on, you know, needing a 11 plus or whatever to pick it up. <laughs> and just having a laugh with it. I still got my ass handed to me, but it was fun. We never really talked about your, um, I guess we talked about your third and fourth games a bit. Do you want to go into them in a bit more detail now? Yeah, okay, so now it's a little bit quieter and there's not so much background noise and we're trying to hand the mic back and forth. Um, so, tell you what, uh, so your second game you said was against Bug Rip, because we didn't do a round two round, Rob. Hmm. So, round two. Round two. Uh, you played Bug Rip's Pain Train. And um, I believe either he's called the Pain Train or he's called my favourite name, which is Zog Don't Need Rerolls. He, he was called the Pain Train this, oh. this time around. He, he, took, he takes um, four blitzes, he takes Zug, the Mighty Zug, 
um, and takes no rerolls because Zug don't need rerolls, baby. And um, it was it, it's, it's no the same the rest of the team does. Yeah, I mean he was he was he was, he was doing well. He by that point he had one garter and one um, what else did he have? He had a garden and a block on the ogre. Oh yeah. And everybody assumed I was going to take block on my ogres, but I didn't. So it's quite nice when they said, "Oh, I assume you got guards on the block on the on the ogre." And I was like, <laughs> "No, I have pro." And that turned out to be quite useful for pro. Yeah, I can imagine, especially when you uh, you can you can start risking some slightly more aggressive plays. So. I suppose like a 50-54 up dodge doesn't become that much of a scare anymore. Mind you, I mean, like I plugged into a calculator, it only really changes it to sort of 62%. But the, the vital thing is, it gives you free rerolls on the on bonehead. So yes, that's the thing. I mean, a free attempt at a reroll at least. Yeah. And if you're going to fail at anything, you get that little extra chance to kind of do it right. Yeah, definitely. So I used it to knock down an ogre at one point because I got two pushes on him and I thought, you know what, I'm going to vote use pro. And I did, and then I knocked him down. I, mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's the other great thing is that you can use it to sort of like re-roll blocks that you wouldn't normally re-roll and it's perfect for that sort of thing where it's like well you if you get a double push on just an ogre um, that's nowhere near the ball or anything but it gives you the option to say well okay let's give it a go why not you wouldn't burn a re-roll on it but you'd be perfectly happy using throw yeah but so in terms of the actual game itself whoa sorry I'm just going to try to run me over um, in terms of the game itself it, um, it was 1-0 to me and it got to the point it got so close to being a draw, it, it was it was blooming blooming tricky. The problem is, and um, Bugger is going to hate himself forever for this. He had the ball within walking distance. Nobody was in the way of him. Actually, he had to make a single go for it. And he thought, as many people do, I'll just make a cheeky little block here, just because. And of course, Zug did it, and he got double skulls, and he failed his thing there, which meant he didn't get that equaliser in the first half. And because I only got one uh, touchdown later on, that was it. That was enough to secure me the victory. It got to the point as well where I had scored um, and he had the ball very close to my line and it just got a bit crazy, chucking snotlings around, sprinting with ogres, but I managed to just fend him off for long enough and uh, snuck, the, snuck the win. I like to think that Mighty Zug's double skulls cost me the Stunty Cup as well. Yes. <laughs> Although, to be fair, my inability to finish off the halfling coach that I decimated uh, probably was the reason I lost the Stunty Cup, but we'll, 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 talk, we'll get on to that in round four. Um, my round two was a win. Um, that put me, the first two games, it put me on a win and a draw, which if you'd have told me that that was going to be my result after, um, before game one, that I'd be uh, unbeaten after two games, I'd have bitten your hand for it. Uh, it was a 3-1 win against, um, I've forgotten his name, Fighting Matt, I believe his name was, possibly. It was Fighting Somebody, wasn't it? Fighting Someone. Uh, might be Fighting Matt, I'm not too sure. Um, but his high elf team, he was playing as a bit of a laugh. He, as, as suggested by his name, he's quite an avid bash player. Um, so he took high elf obviously, with the armour 9. And nine. he... Armour 8. Armour 8, sorry. I am a little bit on the tired side, unfortunately. That's fine. Um, yeah, so I'm guessing he was, he was going for an aggressive uh, elf build. Um... Which would have helped if it wasn't for the fact that my snotlings turned into dwarfs, who whose your armor halflings. could not, whose sorry, your halflings, not your snotlings. My halfling, oh my god, I am literally. You take over. You talk about my games because okay, I am absolutely. I don't worry about it. Awful at this. It's um, noting readers at this point, Merrick's normally asleep. Normally, I'm asleep at this point. Um, so Merrick's second game, he was against a high off coach, and I believe you. Did you just beat the shit out of him? I beat the shit out of him, yes. It was 2-0 at half-time. Turned him over on his drive twice. Um, Just generally was knocking them over with relative ease, stunning them here, there and everywhere. Whilst the Armour 6 just held very resolute. um, Armour 6. A dream of Armour 6. Yeah. 
actually the armor five was pretty good as well. It was a great bit of an itching. It was like mostly knocker, he knocked his knocked his knocking down and went, here we go, watch this fail with mighty blow, and it probably failed with mighty blow. To break the armor, that is. Oh, anyway, sorry. So um, and then you walked away, was it three one? Walked away three one, yeah. So you got uh, a sneaky one. So I was at the end. you got a sneaky one at the end, because I, I I was I went in. Um, I was three 0 up, quite comfortably just walked it down the pitch in the second half. So I was, I was thinking, okay, well, I could, I could stop at three 0 and just hold steady and go for the clean sheet, for example. But I saw a chance to get a fourth by throwing um, a snotling. Uh, no, not a snotling. I keep thinking I'm a, I don't know what it's. I saw a chance to throw a halfling down the pitch, and then because he, he dropped the ball trying to do a long pass to get his consolation touchdown, he dropped the ball. Um, and it just so happened that it was A, in range of um, a halfling that could have gone for it twice to pick it up and also would then have handed it off to a player who, if I'd thrown him in the right spot, would have been in scoring range and also within handoff range. I missed out by one square. Gutting. Um, not that gutting. I was freeing up at this point. I was literally not just gutting. going for, you know what, let's just see if I can get a four because this, if this pays off, it will just sum up the game. So yeah, um, that was that was game two. Uh, that was my win for the for the day. I mean, that's a pretty good team to beat. But any beating any of team with Stundies is tricky because they can just do everything. Yeah, I played. Uh, I played a lot of. Uh, I say I played a lot of elf. I played three very tough teams to like, sort of get to grips with: Amazons, uh, high elves, wood elves, and other and another halfling coach. So that's tier one, tier one, tier one, tier three. Still, that's high, high elves aren't tier one. Sorry, yeah, they're not tier two. But either way, you know, those. But are the thing is, is it, they, they've they've all got dodge, and it's either if they don't have dodge, they've got agility four. Or armor so, eight. or armor eight, or both in some cases. When you uh, compare like a, a high elf to a to a halfling, or even a wood elf, they are faster and stronger and more agile and have better armor. So, so, are, so are most things. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair. But they have the extra agility as well, so they're really just. Wiping the floor with you. So if you can beat them, it feels a bit amazing. Yeah, definitely. What about third game then? Third game so was a game. You've got a win. And I'm a draw. I'm rocking up with a win and a draw. You've got two wins. I'm so trying to I'm trying to gain some ground on you because at this point, time's running out to get the Stanley Cup. Um, the other halfling coach who won his first game also drew. Campbell. Campbell, yes, also drew. Winner yes, winner of Expo, of course. And he won the Stanley Expo the year before. He did, yes. Um, so he's got some pedigree up behind him. Used to trophies, that man. Yeah. Um, he also drew his second game. So we were both trying to play catch-up to you. And in round three, all three of us lost. Yeah, which which threw the Stunty Cup into complete disarray as we all had a shot of winning it in the final round. The only Stunty Cup who didn't lose was a guy who was playing another Stunty. I mean, everyone, everyone all the Stunty yeah. teams lost their games. Every single one. It's quite funny, isn't it? Which is, to be fair, going to happen sometimes, yeah. really. But so talk really about the third game. Third game was against um, Dr. Death. Um, s- no, I was going to say Skaven. He, I believe he's playing Skaven sometimes. But he, he was using what else? Um, now, despite blocking Royal's comments that it was only his third or fourth tournament, I know for a fact his first tournament was the Welsh Open at the start of the year. And he was posted on TFF saying that he had actually been playing... Now, it's either he'd been playing for 25 years... Or he'd taken a very long break, and it had been about twenty-five years. So he's experienced. In so he's, Blood Bowl. he's experienced in Blood Bowl, and in the last, I would say, like twelve months or so, has been working his way back. He's got a very, very good record on fumble, and I knew it was going to be a ridiculously tough game, as he was on uh, winning the draw as well. 
I think he was he, he might have even been on two wins at this point, possibly. I'm not too sure. Um, I didn't ask. But it started off, I tried, I, I knew I was in for tough games, so I just sort of dug deep. Um, the chef worked quite nicely. He only had his leader reroll, much like the halfling game. Uh, no, the, no, the, the high half game, even, sorry. Did he start with one reroll? He started with two rerolls and a leader. Oh, okay, and you pinched him both. I, I nicked both his rerolls, leaving him with leader. Yep, yeah, both halves. Nice. No, no, second half. Second half is um, when I only nicked one, and oh. that was the turning point because I forced him, I, I made him sort of work for the first touchdown, and I came incredibly close to even getting it at 0 0 at half time. Um, managed to sack the ball carrier with the tree. No, not with the tree, actually with a halfling. Um, war dancer? War dancer as well, so Good. straight up powered him. Uh, I should also note that I took sure hands before I knew my opponent, and he had a strip ball war dancer. Well, you said you were going to take sure hands. Yeah, exactly. And, and then immediately came up against a strip ball war dancer, so. Absolutely, um, I want to say a stroke of genius. Uh, some might say <laughs> luck of the draw, but that worked really nicely. Unfortunately, the tackle ball dancer just went in instead and battered him. But yeah. what were they saying about the first half? Yeah, so the turning point you said. Tur- turning point. First half was uh, fine. Uh, he rolled. A, he he had three blocks where he used his last re-roll on the double skull. Uh, re-rolled that into a both down and the skull, and that was with alignment. So then it was like, okay, excellent. We can now use this to bring in our players and sort of like surround him a little bit, pin him in, make him roll dice. Mm-hmm. Next turn, he probably did the same kind of block and did double both downs. So what I did, obviously, I was waiting patiently for the moment, then used that moment. And yeah, a bit, a bit of luck that he was rolling that, but I was forcing him to roll the dice. And I think that's where I've gotten a little bit better in terms of like defensive players, like just any team let alone halfling and that is to force my opponent to roll the dice and just wait for the right moment instead of, instead of diving in um, worked almost to perfection I had a chance of maybe popping the ball loose with a pick up handoff and throw teammate but with the power that agility 4 can have and the speed of the world else I didn't want to risk the ball popping loose when I had it in three tackle zones absolutely um, it was between your trees wasn't it it was no, this was actually in the second half. Okay. In the first half, it was pinned between three halflings, which, not ideal, but better than, you know, loose. Um, two of those halflings went, one to a block, one to a blitz. Ran in, picked up on a three plus from the other halfling. Uh, chucked it away to a lineman who made the cat... No, it was a handoff. Picked it up on a three, made the handoff on a two. And uh, fortunately for him... Uh, he rolled a three and a two, <laughs> so very close to uh, dropping it, and that was that was one nil at half time, which was a little bit gutting. Um, I used my last reroll, saving the tree from the both down, so I didn't have a reroll to do my uh, throw teammate with. You said that happened, oops, that happened a lot in your uh, in your match, didn't it? Your trees were eating up rerolls. My trees were eating up all the rerolls in that game, and the second half as I said, was a turning point because my trees. Not only did I not get any, well, I only got one reroll from the chef, so I only had two rerolls. He also had two rerolls, but I was eating through them so much quicker. Um, the trees decided it would be a good idea to a take root on the first turn uh, for one of them anyway, and I didn't want to use one of my rerolls on that because I knew that I wouldn't need them for, for blocks and such. Like um, I had to be very conservative with them, and having a take root tree, I just decided, okay, we'll wait it out and have him be a throw teammate tree 
uh, the far corner of the cage yeah. so that lure them in, bash them up a bit with the other two trees, chuck a halfling, and then chuck a halfling down the pitch. Uh, would have worked great if the wardens had leapt in and immediately one nice powder. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that does happen. Yeah, it? That, that was a slight, slight frustration. Then the ball was bouncing around here, there, and everywhere for a little while. Um, stuck itself between three, all three trees. Um, as you saw and mentioned just a minute ago. It was quite fun, yeah. uh, But then he did some nice little chain pushing to pop it loose and uh, ran in the second touchdown. Uh, at this point, there was only about four turns left, so I went, I just went big and just went for an immediate throw teammate in the hope that I could score in one turn and then force a quick turnover. Um, dropped the ball, uh, having felt the landing, trying to uh, get the throw teammate, and he ran it down the line for a third touchdown. So... Second half is a bit, a little bit of a shambles. Have you killed Deep Root by this point? Uh, yeah, Deep Root. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. We've got yes. it recorded. Yes. Um, if I'm clever, all... we can actually splice it in now. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment that I managed to kill Deep Root Strong Branch on a go for it. Roll clip. Ah, oh, Deep Root. What's he done? Falling over? Fell over. Oh dear, come on, let's roll it, let's see what happens. Is he dead? But if nobody's watching, do we hear him land? Oh, hey! through the armour, through Deep Root's armour. Hey! Oh, Deep Root dies! <laughs> Just concede now, Merrick, there's no point carrying on. <laughs> oh, you heard it here, folks. fucking language. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, that wasn't my proudest moment. But I think the result was beyond me at this point anyway. It was just kind of funny that it happened once you and Glowworm had arrived to spectate and oh, you yeah. happened to be recording it. <laughs> that was the thing. It was like as soon as he went down, it's like, oh, we got we got cameras on it. We got a bloody audience going. This is We, we know what's going to happen. And the roar went up. Oh, no. And we've got an all-long film. Fucking, fucking game. So but it was yeah, a bit of a bit of a bummer. Bit of a bummer, but he did win the entire thing. So uh, that's so that's that's an oscillation. I was beaten by the eventual winner, and that was my only loss of the day. So I'll I'll take that. I've cut a few minor slips in concentration and a couple of issues with the chef, pretty much. But that was always going to happen. You can't get everything you want, especially the mathlings. And uh, yeah, so your third game was against uh, S. Fisher's Wood Elves. S. Fisher 91. S, yes. Um, it's a Welsh It's part of the Welsh team. And, well, um, Welsh captain at the World Cup this year. The first game of his tournament this year was his 150th NAF ranked game. Oh, cool. 50 of which were with Ogres, apparently, so that's fun. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, I didn't know he used them that much. Not at all. I didn't know anything about him. Oh, fine. That's one of the things I did not know. But um, I, I have to say, it was, it was a very frustrating game. Because ogres are frustrating anyway, but the idea is they get frustrating, but you can just put off the odd thing with them and have a laugh with them. I couldn't really do anything, so um, I counted. Throughout the entire game, he failed three dodges. Two of which are re-rolled with dodge re-rolls, and one of them just wasn't, because there was no point. So that, that was quite annoying. I didn't cause a single casualty. Uh, there was no casualties at all. Uh, there was none from failed dodges, none from um, failed gopherits, none from... Uh, picking anything, so absolutely no casualties, which was really disappointing. Whereas I had two um, two ogres and an arm, you know, one of snots out uh, in KOs. So it was that was a real door kind of moment, you know. Yeah. Um, it was a real shame. However, what else happened in the game? It was going okay. I had um, he kicked to me to begin with, so I thought he's clearly going to try and just pinch the ball and bugger off with it, which is what he did. I had quite a dense ogre cage going up, so you know, five ogres in the cage and one floating around with a load of snotlings in the back, and I thought this is going quite well. The odd bonehead here and there, but nothing too bad. 
but then in one turn three of them boneheaded at the same time yeah. and the entire rear of my cage just was not there anymore and then he was able to just go in surround me and beat me up and that was gutting and that was when he got it for the first time scored then scored again and then um, and then it just kept happening I was four ogres uh, second half and he wasn't failing a single thing and I wasn't able to break armour I broke it a few times and the few times I did I would just stun people um, I managed to knock out a war dancer in sort of turn 14 but that's about it and it was it was disappointing because the way you beat wood elves is they start failing dodges and stuff and you can knock them out and kill them and if I couldn't do that with six strength five mighty bow players then I couldn't do anything so massively frustrating yeah you've got to try and thin the numbers out with the elves really I mean that's what I tried doing but first half just couldn't quite get the uh, we were in the same sort of boat just couldn't yeah. quite get the elves off the pitch both playing wood elves and the thing is though, when you're playing stunties you go for fun when you play yeah. someone playing wood elves people don't play wood elves for fun they play wood elves to win yeah. so suddenly we have to get our game faces on and start trying and we are the worst teams in the game you know, unequivocally against what is considered to be the best team in the game and it's just I really wouldn't call halflings the worst team in the game especially are, in the tournament scene they are much the worst with the, chef, with the chef involved in the deep fruit, and I must say, I think the next time I take halflings, I may take counterbars advice and drop deep fruit. What? Now, hear me out here. I'm hearing you out here. Bertha Big Fist yeah, is amazing. Right. I've realised this, having played against her, I could not touch her. Bonehead, though. Bonehead, yeah, but that's the thing. What you... Bonehead is... Uh, Price you have to pay when you realise that movement six, block, no, not block, break, break tackle, tackle not block, break tackle dodge, and just gives you that mo- mobility in a halfling team and that strength that the trees just can't give you. Deep root, yes, absolutely amazing, I will say, and he was great for me this weekend. But I didn't say take Bertha over deep root, I said might drop deep root for Bertha to try it out. And Bertha was incredible when I played against her. And I do now have a Bertha model that I picked up at the World Cup. So maybe I'll mix it up a little bit in the new year. Maybe I'll take a, a list. Might even take it to the Welsh even. Um, Bertha, Big Fist, Puggy, 14 halflings. Well, and two trees, obviously. So 12 halflings, two How trees. How much does Bertha cost? Is she 2,800? Sorry, 280,000 or 290,000? One of the two. I can't remember exactly. She but... might be able to sneak in an extra halfling for the same price. Um, They're 30, aren't they? Maybe. They're 40. Halflings 14. Halflings are 14. Oh. Or they're 30. No, they might be 30. I think I you're right. 30, yeah. yeah, no, I think 40. you're right. They're 40. Yeah, because they've got... Like, um, they're, sorry? they're 30. They're 30, you're right. Yeah, I was wrong. Um, yeah. Big man to admit that, though, Merrick. <laughs> I'm also very tired of making a lot of mistakes. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking also uh, Zara was really good. Zara um, is amazing. I found her best a dwarf team because if she gets the ball with a jilly three strength four on bludge and you're in a cage of guarders looking good luck you know yeah we were talking about that with um did we discuss Zara in the halfling episode we were talking this because this is a tactic that Maybe the creators are used but we're going to oh, talk about ball. yeah we're going to talk about probably in the Amazon okay team, I believe yeah I believe we briefly touched upon it in the uh halfling uh yeah. episode definitely and I would recommend if you have her, I mean, don't often use stakes. You don't really need to use her stakes. I mean, she's strength four already. You're probably better off blocking people because stab it just doesn't always work. Stab isn't so great. There are times where you can use it, but she doesn't need that, you know. 
She's good enough already. Hawk, Hawk uh, was using Zara in the first game, did a really good job. If it wasn't for that, at the end he turned around and said, you know what, I've been forgetting to stab your armour six halflings. And I was like, I yeah. was wondering why you were just throwing do- blocks at them when they've got dodge. Yeah. I figured it was just because he wanted the star player, no, the, the casualty points. Mm. But he was just turned around and said, well, yeah, I just realised that I could have been stabbing them this entire time. They were armour six. And I was like, I figured there was a plan. But yeah, no, um, half halflings don't like playing against Zara but Zara I would say would be quite because in 1200 I reckon you could squeeze in Bertha and Zara and what a team like that would be for Halflings I think that would be amazing we can go Bertha and Libri if you were lucky enough oh I don't think you could afford that really like, you'd, you'd, you'd lose out on Halflings and you want the numbers I guess so yeah so um, that was our second game we were talking about was it? That was, we just talked about our third game uh, and so, then it went into crunch time any of the f- top three stunties could have won it we were all on the same points no you were ahead by a little bit if one point you needed right. to draw and you, I, the stunty cup would have been yours I was on so you had one two so I lost one so I was on 21 points yes you had one one drawn two I was one 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 at that point so you would have had 10 you had 16 points yeah so the council had 16 points so I was yeah. five points ahead Basically. So yeah, you needed to lose, and one of us needed to win. Or yeah. I believe, you, yeah, no, you drawing still would have been enough because you were yeah. five points ahead. So yeah, it was a case of hoping that you would lose, which you did. I did. I lost my game against Itch and Mysak, who um, won. Who came second overall, which is good. So um, the guy who I played in my third game came third. So between us, we played the top three. Yeah, um, and, and we helped them catapult yes, themselves. We, to we helped. To, we helped get some victories. Now, my game against Itchin was a very weird game because certain bits of it were very good and some bits of it were very, very bad. So I'll sort of talk you through it. So he received the ball, first half. First thing he did is knock down an ogre and gang foul him. And um, he, then he gets injured. So I've done an ogre already in turn one yeah. before I'd even done anything. And I thought, okay, fair enough, that can happen. Actually, I, didn't, I wasn't quite as accepting as that. Um, and then he picks, up, he picks up the ball. It's pouring rain as well, so it's even trickier for, for people to pick it up. Second turn, he blocks another ogre with his ogre and injures him again straight away. So I'm down to four ogres and I'm thinking, oh dear. I've got all my skilled guys, thankfully. Um, and uh, what happens then? I, yeah, it was good because I probably boneheaded about two times in the whole game, maybe three. I mean, I had less ogres to roll bonehead, I suppose. Yeah. But um, I, my, they were so well behaved, which is really, really helpful. It meant I could use them, obviously, to their full capabilities. He scored at the end of the first half just about I mean he scored on his turn 8 it was it was a close run thing um, and then uh, well it wasn't that close run he was beating the crap out of me but it felt closer <laughs> than it was I was able to keep getting him getting snotlings on him and they, he was having trouble killing snotlings so that's fine then turn 8 roll a riot so I'd set up for the throw teammate and um, and the riot obviously helped me with that so I it was a touchback so I gave the ball to the chap which meant I didn't have to pick it up or do anything which was beautiful because of the rain so I chucked him he scattered weirdly and I managed to, he scattered backwards three times, which is a bit of a bum. But I managed to run him to a space on the edge where he was five spaces away from walking it in. And I surrounded him with as much ogres and snotlings as I could. Um, and I thought this would hopefully be okay. He runs up to blitz him with a lino because it's the only safe thing he can do. He doesn't knock him down. I think fantastic. I'm five spaces away or four spaces away now because of a sidestep. Then he um, kind of covers him in blitzes, which he somehow dodges away. So I thought, okay, all I've got to do is I've got to make one dodge without my reroll and then two dodges with a reroll. So one two plus and then two two pluses with a reroll. And I thought this would be fine. 
and I probably failed the first one immediately. Dropped the ball, turnover, and that scuppers my chance of getting a, a point then. So I thought, bummer, oh well, never mind. Second half starts and I'm receiving. And um, I just, it, it was weird. I just started grinding up the side with ogres and snottlings, and it got to the point where there was sort of like, within a three space radius, was probably all the players in the game. Half of them were down, half were up, half were stunned. It was all over the place. Um, and it got to the point where an ogre had the ball and he was, he was um, again, he was five spaces away from scoring. He was so close. And then he manages to blitz me with his ogre. And then I start chucking snotlings and it, it just didn't work out for me, unfortunately. And so it was 1-0 by the end. Um, and thankfully, it was the only game I did some casualties, though, probably. I had three casualties by the end of it, which is more than any of my other games. Which with ogres, is a... Yeah, Disappointingly low amount, I'd say. Yeah, what was most disappointing was the Wood Elves. I was knocking them down as much as I could, but they didn't care. So um, it was 1-0. He's a really nice guy, is it, Jim? Um, I'd, I'd very happily play him again. He was, uh, and he gave me some dice. So even better. And there we go. Top run. What a lovely fellow. So it was frustrating in that I, um, I came so close to drawing and even winning a couple of times. Um, and it just came down to those two plus rolls. So that was frustrating. Uh, but apart from, like, but then not getting very many boneheads and my snottings not leaving the pitch was very nice. But losing two overs was very bad. So it was a game of extremes, you know. But um, yeah, like for example, it was really annoying. I, I remember one point. Here's the, here's the game summed up: all those good points and bad points rolled into one action, right? So I've got a an ogre with great tackle, and I go to Blitz's ball carrier who's in a cage on my side of the pitch, and I make the first dodge into open air, four plus, don't need to use great tackle. Roll, actually, yeah, rolling around. Jump into the cage, roll a roll of one or something, re-roll, and I get the get the five or six I need, or the four. And I'm in the cage, hitting his ball carrier with two dice, they get fantastic, and then I roll a double skull, and I just flop down and he walks it in. <laughs> That's like, the yeah. game. You get this, you get this, beautiful, get this. You go you so get. far, but then fall at the final hurdle. And I thought goes, no. A single both down, because his only alignment would have would have made it trickier at the very least, because I don't know if you have any re-rolls and it was raining. But what can you do? I still I can't complain, I managed to walk away from the Stanley Cup. With two wins though, it's, which is well, you know, it's twice as much as I was hoping for. Yeah. So solid, oh, solid, solid performance, sir. I'm very happy with it. Merrick said, <laughs> "What was it you said to me? You were, you were surprised by my performance." I always said I was pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly by surprised. I'm taking that as a compliment. How was your fourth game? Well, as noted, um, we did say that I needed to win. If you lost, and as you lost, and I didn't win, and you won the Stanley Cup, rather, pretty obviously I didn't win. Um, I probably should have won. Uh, in fact, I definitely should have won. A more one-sided dice game I've not seen in a long time. Um, turn one, Dan fouled his tree off the pitch. Turn four, decided to one dice Puggy in an attempt to push him into my tree so that I could get three dice on him. Probably pound him on one dice and killed him. Uh, so yeah, that was at that point that I was just like, okay, so this happened. So that's the kind of game this is. So I figured, okay, well, let's hang about a little bit and just start clearing some more of these halfling off the pitch because I've now got a really strong position of having only one tree to hit. Bertha Bigfist is being tied up by this single halfling who's running around stopping efforts by blitzing my cage. I do have to say that was one of the best things about like with my games today when you just, you just stick a single snotling on like an ogre or a big guy and just the frustration of the opponent because they can't move them away they can't dodge out of the way they can't knock them down and it, they keep sidestepping and using dodge yeah, and it feels fantastic sorry carry on yeah it was a good laugh because obviously Bertha doesn't have a block or anything so yeah it was three die blocks but the thing is it was making her roll the boneheads and if they, she wanted to get away she had to use her blitz 
So that was the thing. So we tied up Bertha quite nicely in the first half. Only one tree remaining at the end of the first half, and he was rooted as well. The only issue was that I spent so long decimating the halfling uh, opponent, Coach Camdebell, that I kind of forgot to score. <laughs> Which is kind of key, really, isn't it? Kind of key. Um, I did get down the pitch quite nicely, and I was like, okay, let's just wander it down. I ran a couple of halflings up, I marked him, I stopped his wrestler by marking him. Um, that still he decided actually I've got this dirty trick card it's a pit trap uh, and then out of nowhere the ground disappears from under the halfling ball carrier's feet and he drops the ball Scones McGee is falling on his face yep and unfortunately the ball bounced behind him meaning that he had to go for it to get to the line uh-uh. he then probably fell wanted to go for it I believe uh, and the ball bounced into the crowd so when do you use pit for? Is it you at the beginning end of, of your turn, turn. You choose an opponent, they you choose the opponent and they play prone. And, and then they drop the ball. Yep, they drop the ball, but that's it. They're just prone, but they can they can just get straight back up again, basically. But it means you've got to make the extra roll. You've got to make the space. extra roll, exactly. That's potentially incredible. I mean, it was. It, it can was. You've got any player, any player at all, no stipulations. Yep. So you can just you do it on a tree. You've just done it on a deep root and crippled him. But so anyway, that's first half. Was yeah, so that first half. Um, second half. Uh, started the exact same way as the first half did, except instead of gang fouling the off the pitch, Deep Root just went ahead and punched him in the face uh, and rolled it, promptly rolled a do- um, double five and a six and a five. So I was like, yep, mighty blue, mighty blow? Mighty blue. blue. Wow, okay, yeah. Was that the, um, the other tree, sorry, did you say? Yeah, so the other tree <coughs> went down to Deep Root going through his arm with mighty blow before promptly straight up knocking him off the pitch with an 11. So it was that point, it was like, Okay, this could be one of those. However, and this was the key point that did somewhat change the game, is that despite putting it in the centre square, I rolled a six in the direction towards the end zone, and it went off the pitch. Ah. And he gave it to Bertha Big Fist. The thing about Bertha Big Fist is that she is quicker than any player on my team, and she's an ogre. Not only do I have three points of strength less than her I'm also slower than her and she has dodge and she has dodge so and she has great tackle so I could not touch her I managed to roll a hell of a lot of go for it to force a one die block with my wrestler but then he rolled defender stumbles and I only She's have one dodge. re-roll left of course so I didn't want to use that re-roll yeah, just in deep case deep root with his movement too is going to get nowhere near exactly her. deep root was just there chewing on halflings basically he was nowhere near I just resigned him to the fact that he wasn't catching up he was because the thing about the other trees is that they could use go for it I didn't mind doing that because they don't have Lona yes. deep root I was not going to risk going for it especially after what happened in game 3 <laughs> <laughs> I'd learned my have, lesson should we play the exact moment again the clip hold on just a minute <laughs> <laughs> just revisiting this single moment of shame I think we should I think we should do it multiple times oh, no. oh yeah. through the through Deep Root's armour. Hey! Deep Root dies! <laughs> anyway, so um, so that was a that was a very close game. It was a draw, one all in the end, wasn't it? It wasn't a well, close game, that's the thing. Sorry, you should, uh, It was not a close game. <laughs> I, the the casualties was decimation. I could not stop rolling pals against the uh, halflings. I wasn't failing to break armour, um, so I was just constantly stunning them or knocking them out. But the problem was, is that it only took one player to win it. No, not win it, to get the touchdown, and that was Bertha Big Fist. But hold on a minute, that meant it would have been 1-0 to your opponent. It 
would mean that it was one nil to my opponent, and I only had two turns. So you can thank me later for making a ridiculous no re-roll one turn touchdown to win you the stunted cup. Thank you very much, Merrick. I'm sure you did it purely for my benefit. Yeah, so I also did it because I hoped that strength of schedule might come in, but I realised then that it wouldn't it be did. a thing. So, uh, but it was obviously I didn't want to lose the game. So. That would have been so if you, if you two win, he would have had two wins, a draw, and a loss. Is that right? Well, one win, two draws and a loss. One win, two oh, he would have been. Oh, sorry, if he'd have won, he yeah. would have been two wins, draw and a loss. So, yeah, so he, he would have beaten you. Yeah, because he would have had, had 26. 26. 10 for a win, 10 for two losses, two draws, and one for a loss. 22, right? 21, sorry. Yeah? Two wins, one draw, one loss. That's 25. Oh, sorry, yeah. And I, yeah, he would have wiped the floor with me. But Nuffle decided he had too many trophies. Uh, like me. No, not Nuffle decided that he'd not been shafted enough that game, and so we continued to shaft him. Yeah, look at it from the poor point of view of him. <laughs> He's probably like, oh, this game. Oh, he's Irish, isn't he? I had this game. What, what could I do except look upon it with some sort of like sympathy because it was a dicing, and it was really a well-played pit trap, and my only ability to deal with both a big fist. And then I didn't, in a way, take the opportunity to get that Stanley Cup myself. But it was he was we played well considering what he was up against, and that was uh, numbers against in a big way. And uh, the lesson learned is never give up. The lesson learned is yeah, definitely never give up. Both a big fist uh, stomped her way through me, and uh, got him a point out of it. Well, got him a few points. Um, the thing with the one turn touchdown and why it was particularly lucky was because a pitch invasion happened, and. I knocked down all but three of his players. Um, he then knocked down both my trees and my sure hands guy, leaving just deep root with no one to block the guy in front of him. So I had to go in and blitz a halfling with another halfling without reroll on two dice, which is always a bit of a risk when you've got yeah. no block and such like. I then had to pick up the ball and hand off without my sure hands guy. I then had to obviously make the throw and all that jazz. I had no reroll to make go for it, so I had to kind of ensure that I didn't have to make go for it. Managed to nail the landing and made the scatter went forwards three squares. It was the perfect throw. Did not need to make go for it. So I was very lucky indeed to have got that one turn touchdown. It's strange to think that. that I can think however my luck was in my games, but I forget the luck in your games was just as important. Also forgetting the luck as well was that it was also very sunny. Minus one to all passes. So you were like, oh dear. Yeah, I had exactly. That one. I had that my last game. It was, no, it was quite around my last game. It was very sunny the game before. But I still helped. I still chucked something around all over the place. So yeah, that, that was game four. Um, that was the tournament. That was the tournament, exactly. Uh, Dr. Death took it. Itch in my sack second. Um, Chase S. Fisher took it third. Um, Bugger it. Took all the most casualties. Seven of which were against me. Yep, we have our mighty 21 casualties. For the second year running, he, he got that. Yeah, fantastic. Yep, um, that's always takes him doing. Most have... touchdowns, DNA and... What team was he? What else? What else, yes. He got 10 touchdowns. Um, Taking what else to a tournament. <laughs> got to be a special kind of a special kind of bastard to do that. That's what we were saying after our third game, we both lost to Wood Elves. Yeah. We're just like stupid fucking Wood Elves. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever want to take Wood Elves unless I'm. Any other award? Yeah. Any other awards of note? Wooden Spoon went to um, PT Bear. Yes. Fair play to him, it was his first tournament, and um, I'm, I wish him all the best in his future tournaments. 
because I, everybody remembers their first time. Mine was Bubba. My first ever game in a tournament was against Matt. It's Chaos and My Humans. Oh, I remember it well. I did all through that tournament. I didn't do very well at all. But it was fun. You're talking to the guy who got the wooden spoon out of Oh, yeah. <laughs> What else were we, uh, other awards? We had, yeah, we had, we had a best, yeah, oh, best yeah, that was it, best, best Isle of Wight player, that went to Bellafon, who's in our, um, Fumble League, he is. so he that is. was a recognisable name, uh, best painted team, wasn't an official prize, but it went to Made of Welsh, with uh, his, with his, I, I forget what he was using, I'm not going to lie to you, with his team, <laughs> I want to say Norse, but I could be wrong, Dark Hills, wasn't it? That was just some flavour, actually, might have been. Oh, okay. But I said that to me afterwards when I said, what, what did he have? Oh, no, okay. So, so, so I, I don't know why I got Norse from, I think. I don't know. But, um, other than that, that's sort of a minute on the 20s. There wasn't yeah. an international glowworm. There wasn't a glowworm award. I was surprised at that. Um, especially seeing the man, yeah, the man himself was there. Um, How did you come overall based? Ah, yes. Uh, now, you came... 13th. 13th? Or you came 14th? I thought it was 13th. Oh, I don't know. I came 16th. So we both came in with respectable positions for Stunties. Yeah, you would have been like joint 14, surely, because you're only one point behind me. Something like that. Yeah. But in in terms of the either in terms of strength of schedule, which is what the tiebreakers was on, I was in 16th. Cam's Bell was 17th. That's how close it was. Obviously, well, obviously because we finished on the same record. And then you pipped us by a point. So uh, yeah, 14th place out of 28 with Ogus. Always a very impressive result. Also, you take 16th out of 28, definitely. Yeah, you don't forget we are we are we're both playing teams that are considered to be very well, bad. Well, they're tier three. We're both playing tier three, aren't we? That's so. why you have the Stanley Cup because everybody knows they're shit. Yeah. yeah. The fact that we both came in around mid table um, is, is I think pretty impressive considering there were people there. Well, you're dead on mid table, aren't you? At 14. Yeah, exactly. There were people there with um, 13. There were people. Oh, 13. Oh, yes, I do apologise. Thank you very much. There were people there with serious teams, high tier teams, doing their best to win, and we were able to beat them with crappy teams. I'm quite happy that I finished above Hawks Amazons. Oh, that yeah, was nice to finish, day, to, finish above, to finish above Hawk was lovely. He had a very bad day. He was like, you want to try Amazons out? And then I talked to him in the um, in the tea room and he was just talking, he was very unhappy. Well, he his first two games game. were both against Halflings and he didn't pick up a win in either of them. Yeah, he said he can do, he can beat Skaven. He was beating Skaven easy, but he was having trouble beating Halflings for some weird reason. It's all that dodge. Um, Piggy really. dodge. Mind you, it's a bit rich coming from an Amazon player, isn't it? Yeah, but it dodge. was more the fact that we were both knocking all those players down with powers and such. Like in both games, it took about four casualties each. As well, I took so many casualties over the league. I lost. Um, I lost. I think I lost one ogre and almost not pretty much the first game. I lost three ogres and four snotlings in the second game. I lost two ogres and loads of snotlings in the third one, and I lost two ogres in the fourth one as well. That's losing far too many ogres. It shouldn't have happened that way. Armor nine and thick skull. I think I used thick skull once when I remembered it. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was, I took lots of casualties, but it wasn't the snots, which is the weird thing. Nah, it's always the way though, isn't it, really? It's always the, uh, the big tough guys that go down easiest, because they're, the, they're big targets as well. I'd say they're the main targets, they're really not in a, in a good team. The snotlings are the main targets right. in a way. I have to admit, the snotlings did so well this tournament. My man of the match goes to the snotling contingency. contingency. <laughs> they were kicking so much ass, they were getting people's noses, there were bits where I was playing against like, um, and one snotling just sitting there producing tackle zones was, was like the difference between him knocking down the ogre carrying the ball and him not even being able to get to it. He became my lynch kid. I had snotling sitting on ogres just waiting there 
next to opponents over, doing nothing deliberately, just so he'd get a he'd get a free block, yeah, but he then couldn't blitz or do anything else. It was fantastic. I bloody loved it, and I am very much considering if I did the same uh, team next time, dropping one of the overs for an extra seven snotlings because it was unbelievable. Well, I mean that's a, that's definitely a way to go because as well you would have a full roster where you know reserves would come in. You could easily then just start fouling as well. Yes. Fouling with the snorkelings is always a good way to go. Free armor roll, basically. So next time, I'll take five ogres, because I don't really need the six. Five, six is nice. And everybody was surprised I took six. But if I took five... Well, I one pass of 100, six ogres is a huge investment. As long as you're happy just to have a couple re-rolls and not that many much of a bench. Yeah. Well, so, that's why I was saying I was pleasantly surprised by the performance, in that you only had two re-rolls and six ogres. Yeah. It's a very, very, very thinly spread sort of... Um, range of times you could use them basically the trick is to not roll boneheads there you go yeah that's really easy to say now is that, is that, is that your finishing advice for playing ogres at a tournament yes. do not roll boneheads make sure you take lots of ogres and don't roll boneheads for any of them I've got to use my little hats though yes, about that. That was, they were cool my little dance caps I made for my ogres I had a, an especially long one for when they were being especially obnoxious in my wood elf game I had one ogre who literally boneheaded four times in a row so he went off to the first turn, he ran off and blitzed someone on the other end of the pitch, and then he probably boneheaded every single turn, which is a um, I don't want to bother you, but this isn't charging, so I think we should wrap up because it says 1%, and I do not want us to lose our footage. Okay, no worries. Catch you later then. Uh, yes. All right, we're going to save up, and we will try and get it all wrapped up for you in a second. Okay, apologies for those technical uh, apologies for those technical difficulties there. We realised that our uh, recorder was about to die uh, with 45 minutes worth of footage that we were about to lose. So, uh, yeah, I just, just caught that uh, before it died. Um, for some reason it stopped charging. And we figured it would be a good time to sort of wrap this all up because we were talking for a long, long time. So, yeah, that was the Albion Coast Trophy 3. Uh, big shout out to Block and Roll to uh, for uh, arranging it all. Definitely. Yeah. It, Thanks to all our opponents. He's a perfect tournament organizer. He would come around for each table, telling you how long you got left. It was really good. The food was great. Um, um, I mean, I I was because obviously I had special dietary requirements. He was said if it's okay, he said if we can't cater for you properly, then I'll give you your money back for the food. I'll give you like a fiver or whatever, which is really kind. He didn't have to do that at all. So thank you very much to him for that. The tournament itself was slick. The only people who nearly ran over was me, and um, he was very nice about it. He wasn't, he didn't get, you know, antsy or anything. He was just very kind of calm and said, well, we met a bit of time on you, but just carry on anyway. You may want to start thinking about doing this and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, really, really well-run tournament. Really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, about sums up, really. Despite being on a very tight schedule, it was run very, very slick and on time. Uh, actually, actually, one thing I would say, and it's not nothing to do with um, how I organised it, it got to the point where after game three, there was a bunch of us sort of standing around, and we felt so tired, we were like, we actually wouldn't even mind if it was only a three-game tournament, Yeah. because we were so kind of uh, brain failing, you know, really knackered, um, and it was that pleasant, we didn't need the extra game to round it off, we would have been just as happy with three games. Saying that four games is always good fun too. Oh yeah, definitely. Twelve twelve quid for four games and the quality of food was, was really good. Yeah, well the first guy I played, um Pete Bear said you pay twelve quid for lunch anyway, so you get a free blood box out of it. So I was like, yeah actually. So it is true. So fair play to it. Right. 
Anyway, uh, should we sign off? Yeah, we're going to sign off now. Um, it's been a very special episode of uh, Anything But A One. We hope to do more of these in the future, um, chatting on our travels. Um, hopefully with, uh, with more friendly faces next time. Br- bring uh, bring Hung and, and uh, Nightwing back into the fold. Mm. Um, Rinky, go, I believe it is just going to be us two for this episode, isn't it? I don't think we're going to do any sort of special. I think you might be right. Yeah, so uh, from, from myself and Trumpkin, um, thanks very much for listening. We hope to, uh, hope to get back on the uh, regular schedule again soon. This has been uh, Anything But A One. What could go wrong?